greetings greetings to my Vaughn listeners it is that time of the afternoon where you are chilling with your host lady g on gifts with google where we talk about gifts the promises the you know the purposes of god we even discuss about the journey so it is always an honor and a privilege to be coming to your houses at this time of the afternoon always where we can just delve deeper into what what is god saying to us concerning times and seasons as that is what we are dealing with and for me it's been a journey it started with the month of Elul. Um, it's also, and then we are here on the month uh, when we spoke about Tishri. And uh, um, I'm loving what God is busy doing and revealing to us when it comes to times. Because God wants us to align with times and seasons. So that we don't miss it at all. We don't miss where God wants us to be. Uh, last time when I spoke, I said, when we look at the times and seasons and when we observe the feast that take place during these times and the seasons that have been ordained by God from eternity, God is giving us an opportunity to rehearse. You know, we are in rehearsal mode. We are in rehearsal mode. Those who did drama at school, they understand what it means to rehearse. You know, there is rehearsal time. I used to be, when you, it's it's like a practice and training for those who are sportsmen. So we are in that mode where we are rehearsing for that day when the trumpets sound and then what we are going to be doing for all eternity for all eternity so why we are here and why god is revealing these things to us it's because god wants us to start to rehearse you know so that we can rehearse so i'm just gonna read something to you um that i found which was just so beautiful for me when we look at shabbat so when we always say shabbat shalom to to you so when i looked at it uh, to me, it was like, wow, mind-blowing when we get to understand what it means for us to be engrafted into the commonwealth of Israel. And, you know, when you are engrafted into something, when I was sharing this with somebody, I said, coming from a medical field, when we do a skin graft, we can take literally from a thigh, the area from an area that is dark and uh, and put in an area that is light over time even that area will start to change so it is a process over time god is expecting us to change and be like his firstborn how israel is expected to be like god is expecting us to be as we are engrafted into the commonwealth everything about us must start speaking must start speaking uh, must start speaking like his firstborn you know where well, this is what it means when you become engrafted into something so when i read this it says shabbat is a place in eternity it is an economy it has a different protocol from that of the world when you find yourself in god's rest in that Shabbat of God, being engrafted into the commonwealth of Israel, you find yourself now in a place where your protocols become different from that of the world. You know, when the world is crying recession, we are crying redemption. When they are crying 
recession, we are crying redemption. When they are, they are, you know, when there is a strife, we are driving. We are driving, you know. I had to, I had to correct myself yesterday. Um, um, a lady posted in our uh, complex WhatsApp group. She posted uh, when she went to the petrol garage, and she posted how much was her full tank. It was over. It was a thousand rand. And I also said yes um, because people were saying no, it can't be. I said yes. My other, my other big car actually it was a thousand rand. And she started. Now we started to complain and moan and murmur. And I was one of those people. I decided. I thought that okay. At that time, I did not realize what I was doing was wrong. I was speaking against this commonwealth of Israel because now I was speaking as an alien, somebody who is no longer engrafted. I was complaining about the electricity. I was complaining about gross. I was complaining about everything, and I realized that no man. Now I'm in a protocol the economy protocol of this world whereas i should be in a different economy protocol i'm in a protocol of heaven the commonwealth one that has i have been engrafted into now i needed to have a mind shift i needed to repent to god and say father i repent for having a mind of this world i repent for thinking like the the pagans i repent of it all father father i am from the economy of heaven i am in a place of shabbat i am in a place of eternity i am in a place of a different protocol of the world i am in a place of eternity so father god i can't start speaking about them as much as I see, but I need to see with my spiritual eyes and see the resources that the eternal have the, 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 the eternal protocol has for me. And I need to start walking in that protocol, not in the protocol of this world. So it says it is an act of holding sway over the systems that are under the control of spirit of the power of the air. The systems of this world are under the power and the control of the spirit of the power of the air. So for me, I need to understand that I am seated above those things. It says that we are seated in higher places with Jesus above the systems of this world. Above the systems of this world. The economy system of this world is this one that is crying recession. So I need to understand that I am above the economy of this world. But I can only do that if I understand times and seasons and how to align myself in all of this. I need to understand that. So now I need to start speaking like somebody who is from that perspective. Higher, seek those things that are above and not beneath. I am above the, 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 the system that is holding things on planet earth. I am above the health system of this earth. I am above the economy system of this earth. I am above the systems of this earth, the Babylonian systems. I am far above it. These systems are controlled. They are under the control of the spirit of the power of the air. So the power of the air doesn't control me. 
that is under me jesus said in the book of matthew all power he says first he says i saw satan i love that i love reminding the devil i love reminding the devil you devil listen to this jesus says i saw satan fall like lightning and when you fell satan all power and authority was stripped of you and that power and authority was given unto me because god says now i have given you power and authority to trample over serpents and scorpions the power you had power when you were still serving god our master when you were still lucifer the anointed cherubim you had power but when you fell god stripped you of all your power so when you fell you are this you are the one who is the power of the air and now when you fell god gave all power and authority to me and he said google you have power and authority to trample over scorpions and serpents I have power and authority to trample over the systems of this world, the economy system of this world. But how do I do that? By aligning myself to the times and the seasons of God. I need to align myself. If I'm not in alignment, I can't control it. I can't have power and authority because I need to be in alignment. It's like when the oil flows from the head. If I'm not in alignment with what God is saying, there is no way I'm going to be able to exercise this power and this authority because the catch about this power and authority is that it is not mine. It comes from him. It comes from father above. So I need to be somebody who is under him in order for me to exercise this power. So as long as I'm outside of his domain, outside of his word, outside of his principles, outside of his times and seasons, there is no way I'm going to have power and authority over the economy system of this world. I hope that makes sense. So that is why we need to align ourselves. And then we can boldly say we have power and authority. The systems of this world have to submit to us. They have to submit to us. You know, when I looked at Elijah, Elijah says, fill four water pots with water. He says this in a drought and pour it onto the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And on the wood. Pour out water in an earthly season of drought. This looks like a waste of scarce resources. But Elijah was living in a different economy and a different time and season. He stood before the presence of God. He engaged different realms and set the battle in order to partner in part in order for him to partner with the angelic. That's the true Shabbat. Why am I saying that? Now, for Elijah, first of all, to boldly stand there and say that, and say, pour four water pots. You know, those gallons I'm thinking of, remember when we had the drought and every house installed those Georgia tanks? Imagine four of those Georgia tanks being poured 
onto the altar. Onto the altar. Pour it onto the burnt sacrifice and the wood. It didn't make sense. Honestly, it didn't make sense. You know, the wisdom of this world will always mislead us because it is carnal. It cannot phantom, neither can it understand the spiritual things of God. I mean, look at it in your natural mind. I bring wood. I need to do a burnt offering. I bring wood and I put the sacrifice there. Number one, already the sacrifice that you are putting there is a bull. And you know it is a drought. It is a drought in this season. But you are saying you want us to give you a bull that you are going to slaughter. This bull can feed how many families, Elijah? But you want us to put this bull on the altar. After we've done that, put the bull on the altar while our families are starving, while there is a drought. Remember, it was so scarce, so, so severe in such a way that the king himself had to leave his palace and go with one of his servants and look for fields where the livestock can graze. Because even the livestock were dying. This is what I'm saying. Look at it in a natural way. The livestock were dying. You are saying we must, they, they were dying because of hunger, they were dying because of thirst. You are saying we must take the one that we can find the best because we don't give God anything less than the best. We give him our best. So we take our best, we put it on the altar. Really, Elijah? We could field, we could feed the whole of Curse River. But anyway, it's fine. We're going to put it on the altar. After we've done that, now you are telling us we must get four Jojo tanks and pour it on this, the wood. And are you mad, Elijah? Where have you ever seen such a thing? Water is used to drown fire. And you are saying we must put water and then you're going to build a fire. You're not making sense. I mean, we already angry, we are starving, and you are the one who prophesied this drought, by the way. But because Elijah understood times and seasons, he could stand boldly and say to these people, do this, do this. He was not seeing with the natural mind as the people were seeing. He was seeing with the economy. The economy that I said, it is an economy that has a different protocol from that of the world. The economy that we are in, which is the Shabbat one, it has a different economy from that of the world. It has a system that is above the worldly system. It's a godly system. It is a system that is established. It is a Shabbat system. The commonwealth of Israel that we have been engrafted into that's the economy that we are talking about so Elijah was saying I am above all I'm above the principalities of this world I'm above the principalities the spirit of the air I am above the, the earthly economic system I am above it because I am I have aligned myself 
to a times and seasons. I have aligned myself to the will of God. The minute you align yourself to the will of God and understanding times and seasons, you are above the systems of this world. You will start talking like a mad person according to the system of the world because it's only a mad person who will say pour water on the wood and we are going to light it. Never. It's only a mad system. Everybody will start laughing, say a smile, hey a smile. They will start laughing and saying all of those things. But when you are above the systems of this world, when you are saying I am above because I have aligned myself to the times and seasons of God. So now, why am I keep on saying times and seasons? Because it's all about discerning the times, discerning what God wants you to do in a specific time and in a specific season. So Elijah aligned himself to the times and seasons of God. And God was saying, this is the specific season and the specific time for you to do this, Elijah. And when you do it at this specific time, at this specific season, this is the outcome you are going to get. So Elijah did it. He prayed to God, called fire from heaven. If he had done it outside of God's time, outside of God's season, he wouldn't have received this response. This is why sometimes we wonder why we are not getting the response that we've been crying to God for. It's because it's us who are outside of time. You know, we always say God is never late or too early. He is always on time. So we need to be people who are discerners of seasons and time. Discern the time that God wants you to act. Discern the time when God wants you to rest. Discern the time when God wants you to talk. We must be discerners of time. We must be discerners of seasons. We keep on quoting the scriptures. We must be discerners like the sons of Issachar that could discern time. They could not only just discern time, they could also discern what needed to be done. The word of God even tells us they knew who to follow. Some of us, we don't discern. That's why we even vote haphazardly. We don't know who to follow. Sometimes this is why we find ourselves in the wrong churches. And then later on, we start complaining and having problems because we do not discern who to follow, whom to follow. And when we follow that person, God will tell you for such and such a time, for such and such a season. We need to be discerners. We can't be walking haphazardly. We need to discern these things. They were discerners. They knew whom to follow. Meaning they knew who the king that was chosen by God was. They were found in the company of David. Some of us, we, we submit to different ministries because out of excitement. And when the excitement dies out, all hell breaks loose. Remember Peter? He was so excited on the mountain. He even forgot that he's got a wife. He forgot that he's got a, a sick mother-in-law. He said, let us build boots, tabernacles, and we tabernacle here. He forgot that he's got a life that he has left back home. It wasn't out of discernment. It was out of excitement. We attend meetings and out of excitement, we think that this is the man of God. This is the woman of God that I'm supposed to follow. Then three months down the line or four months down the line, then boom. 
you are out of the house now you start seeing bad things and you start saying bad things about the men and the women of God but it's actually your fault because God did not send you there to submit and be and be under that man's leadership maybe God sent you there for a season there was something that God wanted to teach you and when your season is up I know this term season people have used it haphazardly in such a manner that even when your season I always say your season will come there are people that are hooked to you for life and there are those that are hooked to you for a certain season. There are things that they need to learn. But the thing, the reason why we part so badly is because some of us overstay our season and some of us leave before our season. Some of us put ourselves in a place that God never said be there. We need to be discerners of these things. Discern children of God discern we need to discern these things so now Elijah could discern that this was the time because God had said to him go and present yourself to Ahab he was given a specific instruction so he knew it was the time if he had not done that during that time he would never have found himself above the economy of this earth he would not have found himself above the worldly systems of this earth. They were crying recession, drought. Famine speaks of a recession. People don't usually give during a recession because we're saving every little bit that we have for our kids saving it for our kids and our loved ones every little bit that we have isn't that what we are doing but because he heard from God so he was able to be above that system so he was able to be above that system where he put himself in alignment with God so that he could be above it so this is what he said they must do and they did it and immediately after that was done there was a response from the season there was a response from the time and the response was rain is going to fall that is what they harvested. They harvested rain. And rain in this time was needed. Rain was needed. The cows were dying. The livestock were dying because there was no water to drink. Rain was needed. Those four gallons of water that he poured on the altar as an offering it resulted in the rain falling down rain came they had more than enough to fill those water pots those four jojo tanks because the dams were full rain started falling the livestock could drink water now the people could rejoice because there was water now it's all stemmed from Elijah understanding that he is in the Shabbat. He is in the eternal system of heaven. The system that is above the systems of this world. The system 
that is above the systems of this world. Wow. When we align ourselves to the times and seasons, these are the things that happen to us. Isn't God great? Isn't God great? The response from the season was that it's going to rain. And it rained. And it rained. And it rained. And it rained. Remember when there was a drought, even the livestock were dying. The livestock were dying. Even those livestock that were being born, the new breed, they would they would be dying because there was no food to feed them. You know, the little lamb, the calf, they were all dying because they needed water, they needed grass. There was none of those things. So with the bull that he put on the altar, he made sure that from that bull, once it starts to rain, there will be fruitfulness. There will be fertility in the land. The, the livestock will start now to reproduce and they will give birth to something that will not be a stillborn, something that is going to live now because there is fresh grass. Now it's going to eat and it's going to drink because there is water in the dams now. So can you see from Elijah's obedience by aligning himself with the times and with the seasons, this is what he received. So Bazalwane, we need to really align ourselves with the times and the seasons of God. Let us take a break and we will be back soon. Yes, uh, we are back, my fellow listeners. Thank you for that wonderful break. So we are still continuing about us understanding times and seasons. I want us to be administrators of administrators of times and seasons. That is why I'll keep on talking like this. Because time, we need to be administrators of times and seasons. Bazalan. We have been at the mercy of the evil altars when it comes to them administrating times and seasons. We have been at the mercy of these evil altars when it comes to that. So we need to be a people that are administrating times and seasons. We have to, we have to, we have to. You know, when we read uh, Ecclesiastes 9 verse 11, it says, um, Solomon says, this is the wise man who was given wisdom by God. He says, I have seen something else under the sun. The race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong. No, does food come to the wise, or wealth to the brilliant, or favor to the learned, but time and chance happen to them all. We were all given the same time and chances, but some of us did not recognize or discern that it was time for us to do this. We did not realize or discern that it was time for us to do such a thing. And this is why 
you know this is why if you ask somebody else they will say if i had more time it's not actually more time that you need it's actually how to discern this is why my prayer has changed where i would say god i want more time god help me to be able to discern your times and your seasons your timing oh god when you want me to do something some of us have missed opportunities we've missed business opportunities we've missed investment opportunities we've missed a lot of things because we failed to discern time if we can be still given more time by god almighty but what can we do what can we do differently remember hezekiah hezekiah he when um what's his name when the when the prophet came and told him that you are going to die he turned his back against the wall and he cried to god and said lord the grave cannot do this and this he was given more time but what did he do with that more time that god gave him what did he do he messed up so our prayer should not just be god give me more time our prayer should be god as you've granted me each day what is it that you want me to do today help me to discern what needs to be done with this 24 hour that you have given me today each day has 24 hours you know so what is it that you want me to do and when you at night when must i wake up and pray which watch have you assigned me to what is it that you discern time and what needs to be done during that time we've lost so much children of the most high god the devil has made us to be running around in circles because we have failed to be discerners of time when we look at people and we think how did they do it you know when you look at the people are always talking about mark on facebook and they say he called a meeting but out of his friends some did not discern the time for them to be called to such and such a place so they did not show up how many of us have been called to such and such a place but because we failed to discern the season that we were at or the time and we did not show up and then we find out that this is what i have missed so our prayer father in the mighty name of jesus we repent lord for taking your time for granted for taking your seasons for granted lord god you've given us not just these seasons the four seasons summer winter spring uh, and autumn you've given us these seasons for a reason but you've also given us seasons where you wanted us to understand when is it new year your rosh Hashan, when is it passover and we have been running outside of time we have been we have been in the race but running outside of your time outside of your season oh god and now father we found ourselves at the mercy of the evil altars because the evil altars understood the times and the seasons and they knew what needed to be done but because we have been people of ignorance just stuck at the door of salvation not understanding the meet things of heaven that you want us to know may you forgive us muhatiak we repent oh god we repent because father we have done this and we have done this to the generations to come lord god this 
has taken us back. This has been a setback for us, us not understanding seasons and time. Forgive us, Muhadaka. Forgive us, Mundorobo Shianda. Forgive us, Mukondoso Dikaraka Dikaraka Derebende. It says that, but time and chance happen to them all. Time and chance happen to them all. There is another scripture I'm going to find. Maybe I will read it for you guys tomorrow. It says that, um, it talks about it's it's in the book of Ecclesiastes. It says, uh, the scripture says, God under the sun he has made. It doesn't say he has made them so. It says he has made them all, made them all, not so. So it says that they under the sun they are the rich and the poor. But what I found there was, the scripture does not say it's God who made them to be poor or to be rich. It says God made all men, meaning God made all men. But it was up to men to descend the time in order for men to either be poor or to be rich. So what am I saying here? God has given you times and seasons. As we know that we have these times and seasons, I choose to Two, if it's if it's sowing seed time, I choose not to sow seed. So when I see my neighbor reaping a harvest, I can't go and cry to God because time, chance, opportunity, and season was there for all of us. I can't go to God and say, "By God, you know I'm a born again. I'm cleansed in your blood. How come my neighbor is harvesting and I am not harvesting?" No. I missed the opportunity. I missed the season. So our prayer should be God. Help us to never miss the opportunities that are presented before us. Father God, help us to see the opportunity. Open our spiritual eyes. Open our discerning eyes of God so that we can see the opportunities that are before us at all times. Help us, Lord God, not to be blind to the times and seasons i said to you guys when i was talking we we are going to new year in january that that new year in january is outside of god's season outside and the the kingdom of darkness they know that's why i even spoke about what happens in the most of your Egyptian religions, your African religions, they know that when we study when God did creation, the month of Elul, when we look at Tishri, they know that Rosh Hashan is in September. And in September, it is a season for us to align ourselves in with the things of God. By the time we go and we declare things in January, they've already declared things in September. And we need to align. I know we can say, as children of God, these things don't apply to us. But remember when we started, we spoke about Romans. That it, what does it mean for us to be engrafted into something? When you are engrafted into my family, you can't say, I choose this, Google, I don't choose this. When you are engrafted into my family, I'm a black person. So culturally, I know, even in the culture, 
when the child is born let's say a, a child was born out of wedlock now i'm to marry into this family if the husband if my future husband wants to take on my son's name he will have to pay a price and go and speak to my ancestors and say this is what i want to do i'm buying this boy from blah 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 whatever surname and i'm taking him over so when i'm taking him over i'm engrafting him my god this is why i say us as black people the devil has made us to be so blind when you look at the practices that we do they are so much in line with the bible it's just that we've done them and we've dedicated them to the devil so look at what jesus did jesus comes into this family and he says i am buying ukuku i'm using my blood as the purchase price for ukuku so that gugu can be engrafted into my family once gugu has been engrafted into my family she has to do everything that my family dictates now that is what the, that is what we do in the black culture any nguni culture will tell you kosa zulu swati whatever the minute that husband comes and says i am taking i'm marrying ukuku so i choose to marry ukuku with her children so this is the price that i must pay for gugu's children because i want google's children to have my surname so he has to pay something they will they, they will decide whether it's a cow how many cows he must pay but blood must be spilled in order for this kid's surname to be changed to this husband's surname now the spilling of blood will seal it once blood has spilled it is sealed so when my kids now suddenly become under this new husband of mine's surname they don't have a choice they have to take on whatever he says must be done they can't say oh when we were under this blah 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 we were doing it like this so it's fine we're coming on but we're not gonna do this we not no if this husband sits down and says these are the rules even my family where i come from they will tell them there is nothing that we can do he paid a price for you he paid a price that is what they will say now how much more when we understand these things with the revelation of heaven to say that jesus paid the ultimate price so i can't say to jesus i choose this i choose that i don't do that and that is what we have done we've been operating outside of time because there are things that we've chosen to do and there are things that we have chosen not to do and then when things don't happen right for us we go back and we cry and we blame god how many of us were able to stand and blow the trumpets when it was rosh Hashan? how many of us we're able to stand and blow the trumpets and let the trumpets be heard. Let it sound and be heard. Did you know that according to the black cultures, most Sangomas, they are either they, they are either initiated in September or they finish their initiation period in September so that they can be given authority to control the air, to control time, to control season. That is why I said when Adam fell in the Garden of Eden, there is so much more that was lost. So much more that was lost. Times and seasons was lost. 
times and seasons was lost. And that is why the Bible talks to us about redeeming time. It talks to us about redeeming time. So much more. So much more. There is something that um there is something that I uh, I remember I wrote on another group um when I was talking to them about this about understanding times and seasons, you know. I said to them when I was talking to them, I said, guys, do you understand? Do you understand? that there is much more that was lost than we think we understand. There is so much more that was lost when we, than we understand. I asked them, I said, what scope of rulership and dominion did Lucifer take from Adam? It's much more than what we know. You see, our prayer tells us how much we know. So if we are only contending for church, because I will pray to the scope of what is revealed to me. So this is why you would struggle to get people to understand some things. It's because it's that scope of what has been revealed and how the progression of revelation goes as far as here. You know, so when we contend for, for reveals of our revelations of our knowledge, it's according to what was revealed to us and to what was taken so if i just fight for a church my name or the membership and i fight for influence fame and riches and sector it means i leave the rest to the enemy to continue to rule and to dominate over do we know that we will judge divine eternal beings what does this mean the enemy also took took the rulership and the stewardship of times and seasons now it is time for us, the priesthood, to take it back. As a priesthood, I am taking time back from the enemy. How many of us understand these things? How many of us, you know, you, some of us, they we do, but we don't speak about these things to our children. We've passed on a lot of things to our children, but they don't understand the intercalation. You know, what is the principle of intercalation? These kids don't understand those things. How many of us understands, you know, when we talk about the month of Elul, the 28th of the sun and the moon when it was created? The number of years, months, days, nights, you know, when you talk about these terms, the season, the cycles, how many understand that we don't talk to our kids about these things? And now we wonder why the same things that I am I struggled with, my kid is struggling with, because we don't understand and we are not there to explain these things to our kids. We are not there to talk to our kids about these things. So I was just sharing. I did not even, I was, I was supposed to continue from last week, but this was laid so heavily there that to say even the economy, the economy system, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. 
We are above the economy system of this world. We are above it. The economy system of this world. So having said that, I think I will end off here. And then when we meet again, we will continue uh, times and seasons. I'm going to be on times and seasons until God tells me to move on. Because we need to adjust some things that need. It's like that onion. We are peeling. We are peeling that onion. We are removing the layers, the layers. And you realize that these are the things that have been staring you in the face. But because of how religion was introduced to us, now I'm understanding God when he said to me, rebuilding the altar ministers. Now I understand what he meant. There are so many altars that need to be rebuilt. So many altars that before you rebuild an altar, you destroy the existing one. And then you rebuild according to that altar of old. According to that altar of old, the ancient altar, the ancient path, he did not say build a new altar, no, he said rebuild, meaning when we were building, there is something like when God says rebuild this house, you will tear it down up until the foundation, the foundation is good, that's what God is saying, when he was saying rebuild the altar, the foundation is good, that's why he did not condemn it and say start afresh he says the foundation is good and who is the foundation salvation is our foundation but when we started building on these walls we build according to the structures of men that is the mistake that we did we allowed men to build on this foundation according to their very own structures so when they added things they added things that were their own doctrine their own revelation their own understanding and god is saying rebuild so we're tearing the house down but we're not touching the foundation because the foundation is jesus the chief cornerstone we're not touching the foundation jesus we're building on the foundation so my von listeners children of the most high god it's been an honor and a pleasure to share with you what God has laid on my heart. We will continue on this topic when we meet soon. Bless you.